and we're recording and we're live and we're good <gasps> yay but unfortunately we have to hear our government mandated intro oh christ This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the B-movie battle sanctioned by the government of Wonderland. Swear words of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the show. All other swear words are restricted. Wonderland officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the show and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for one continuous hour. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until the review concludes. Blessed be our Wonderland leaders in America, a nation reborn. B-movie battle is now in effect. Citizens, welcome to B Movie Battle episode 59, Nick Cagecast 37 for World Trade Center 2006. I'm Phoenix West. Dick, dick, it. It's my favorite intro I've ever made. <laughs> it's a good one. We're reviewing uh. it today is September 11th, 2021, so it's a 20th anniversary. I we were originally going to do Valley Girls, but I figured let's swap it out for World Trade Center because we're never going to yes. record on 9 11 again. On an anniversary, like a special anniversary. Yeah, darn it. Shit. Let me, get, let me get one thing out of the way. Remember this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Ooh, Ooh. look at that. It's a Korean Blu-ray. Holy shit. How much does that cost you? 20 bucks or so. Oh, wow. Are there any special features, though? Yeah. I don't know, because wow. it's in Korean, but... Oh, we are love a Nicholas Cage in a Korea. Hey, if they can handle our animation on Fox, they can do Blu-rays. Oh, they can do Nick Cage movies, absolutely. But the, the cover fucking, art is the, fucking terrible. You know, well, a lot of Koreans died in the Hiroshima explosions in Nagasaki because they were the slave labor of the Japanese. And then they have a background with the exact same picture on it, just in color. But whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I got it on Blu-ray right now. I fixed the Yay! problem. You can it, watch it multiple times on Blu-ray because it's a feel-good movie. Or it's just, yeah, it's, that's a movie I just bought because fuck that DVD. I'm gonna watch it, watch it with your kids and talk about when Elizabeth Shue talks about coming her hair and when she's pouring wine on her or whatever on her chest and just, and he's looking it off of her. Kids, I'll tell you what that's ha- what's happening here later. That DVD, by the way, was a unrated version of the movie that contained right, yeah, like. 40 seconds, seconds long. It was yeah, so yeah. stupid. I, I can't remember if I brought that up or not, but yeah, you fuck did. that. World that Trade Center. From a, was that an Amoeba purchase? Not Amoeba. No, I got that at uh, Zia Records out here. Oh, okay. That's where I got most of my Cage movies. Because oh, I'm not going to pay full price for Stolen. Why would you? Or Rage. Those, those really human. Nick Cage in 2012, was he put out so many bad movies. Like stolen rage, like that little era he had, where it's just all oh, these terrible Bulgarian movies. Uh, now, I'll be honest with you. Season of the Witch was 2011. <laughs> the Trespass with Joel Schumacher. Ugh. Anyway, go this ahead. one is 2006. Yeah. So this movie came out literally about five years after 9/11. It came out in August because I remember working at the theater. And Oliver Stone was at the theater every day promoting it, doing screenings. So I got to watch Oliver Stone do Q&As. And he wasn't, like, super nuts. Like, I was kind of surprised. And I actually kind of agreed with him because he said, like, well, you know, I think um, American children, like high schoolers, they should do, like, what to do in Israel, serve two years in the military or do some type of public service for their country so they appreciate where they live. I was like, that's a good idea. I can get behind that. I completely agree. Neat. I like that idea because he did it. He w- he was in Vietnam. I yeah. mean, he he, he uh, volunteered for it. I guess that explains a lot of his early career because he was yeah. Fucker worked hard on like he won an Oscar for a Vietnam movie. 
yeah. directing a Vietnam movie. So the man cares about Vietnam. Well, he's a good director. I mean, yeah. like, Oliver Stone, Samuel Chua is a good director, good writer. He's written some of the best screen. I mean, like big screenplays. He's in the eighties. He wrote a bunch of them. Yeah, and he, he was a go-to screen doctor and Scarface. director. Yeah, I mean, he's he's uh, super famous. This movie, not his best. I would say it's probably in his top, the low five of his movies. I I don't want to go that far. Um, I, I I don't know. This movie is like a made-for-cable movie. It's it's okay. Okay. Um, what else I, do you want to say? Because I. I obviously want to get your opinions out of the way first. So, what about you? You kind of mentioned you had a couple stories about it at the theater. Well, yeah. Well, because when we came, when this came out, it was still pretty prevalent because you know this just happened five years after it happened. But I remember working at the theater and like people would because it was in the dome, and people would run out crying in the beginning because the first like ten minutes are the towers coming down. So people would seriously leave emotionally distraught. I had left and, LA. And the movie. I've been gone out, left LA about a year prior. Yeah. Now you're working at the ArcLight, which is that still open? Nope. They shut down this year. Yeah. They're out yeah. of business. They fi- they finally shut down. Not a bad theater. I like that the ArcLight. Great theater. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but we, we saw we saw a lot of they movies there. Up. Oh, yeah. I spent so much time there. We saw more at Grandma's Chinese though, when we were. I like that's my favorite theater. Yeah, Grandma's it's, Chinese theater. it's the classic style, and I like yeah. the the I like the old school theaters more than yeah. Or well, ArcLight was more modern. Now it's an IMAX theater, uh, the Grandma's Chinese, but it's still awesome. It's the same decor, just the seats are better because they're all stadium seating now. Before there was that sloped on the ground. I like the seating. sloped. Well, it, it was neat, but this one's better. I, I do appreciate what they did. They did a really good job keeping. They had like the slope, but it's a comfortable. But they in, kept in the line. the aesthetic on the walls. Oh, it's all everything. there. Yeah, everything's yeah. there. Yeah, they, it's that's theater. a theater that cannot touch what's no. on the walls because that's what makes no. it the theater. It is. Yeah. It's a. I like that theater a lot. Oh, I never went to the Egyptian ever, not once. I went. I went there for the Clone Wars premiere. I remember looking out the. When we when we were in school and looking out and for like a full year it was Hidalgo and I'm like, why is that still there? It's been there for a year. <laughs> like, how is that still premiering there? <laughs> like, they just couldn't have any other movie show there because Viggo Morrison owned that place. <laughs> but why? I don't understand. Doesn't come down, goddammit. Not until yeah. Eastern Promises. And the Kodak Theater is right next door to Chinese Theater, but did it's not they... even Kodak? It's not Kodak anymore. What is it now? I can't remember. I don't. They didn't even show movies, did they? Wasn't it just there for the Oscars? That was it. No, it was, it was the Oscars. Kodak was still film, and now it's not film anymore, so it doesn't exist. So Kodak's gone. It's just called—I forgot what it's called now. It's changed title so many times. But that's know. where the Oscars were. I don't know if they're still there. They might have moved somewhere else now. It needs to be there. I think, there. I, it's I think was last year they were the, somewhere else. The Dolby Theater. Okay. Yeah, that's what it is now. Yeah, because it's not Grauman's Chinese anymore. It's Dolby Chinese. Oh, really? Yeah, because uh, Grauman's hasn't owned it in like 25 years. No. Still, my favorite theater in L.A. was still the uh, New Beverly. Yeah, New Beverly was fun, but that's gone too now. Is it really? Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, it's not. Uh, Lemley Sunset 5 is gone. Uh, Okay. What about the, uh, the Silent Theater? Is that gone? I think that one might be gone too now, I think. That sucks. I don't know. I went to a lot of things there too. Yeah, that, that everybody place. would have premieres, like their short film premieres yeah. or whatever. And I remember watching the Oscars live there with my friends, and then like making people laugh because you'd yell at the screen. That was fun. It was a small little theater in a small little group, and yeah, those are yeah, doomed. They can last a little, like little lights, and they go out. Yeah, unless it's owned by unless Quentin Tarantino bought yeah. it. I don't know. If it's New Beverly, there. though, you sit in those seats and you're like. Someone came in these seats twenty years ago. Absolutely, someone pot was popping off in here, and and murdered. Yeah, but then uh, well, now it's a nice area, and I'm sitting there and I'm watching yeah. the movie, and I'm like, ah, oh, I can. And they're like two back to back old Clint Eastwood movies for five bucks. I'm like, fuck yeah! That's I went there good. all the time, especially because when I when I lived with that guy, remember that weirdo dude? Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, we yeah, lived yeah. right next to it. 
Is that where you were? You were yeah. by the Beverly Center? Okay. Yeah. Or Beverly, so uh, I would just pop over there for double feature because I do nothing else. So five bucks. I couldn't remember where it was. I think I was only there once. I yeah. think I went there for a couple of, like, yeah, I never, I, I wanted to go there more, but I just never did. Oh, no, I think Tarantino bought the Vista on Sunset. Also? I think he bought another theater. Oh. Because Vista is a famous one, but I think that was going out of business too because COVID must have killed it. And then he's coming. I think he just bought it. And he's making another another theater for himself. You think he would have bought the one in uh, Westwood there on the corner? Uh, Westwood. Like about two blocks south of the UCLA, UCLA campus. It's the, it's where he shot that scene in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where Sharon Tate well, goes and I watches herself. I think that's uh, the Fox Theater. I think Fox owns that. You think he would try or to buy it though? Disney now owns yeah. it, so I think that's that's a that's a studio owned theater. That explains it. I don't yeah, remember what it was called, but I remember Mystic to, River playing there. Yeah, yeah, they, they had like they had little theaters in Westwood, like they had two or three, but I think they're all gone now because they're like AMC theaters. That's where I saw Baghead. That's where me and Michael went and saw because you couldn't go because I think you were out of closer. town. Closer, yeah, we went and saw that, closer. Yeah. And oh god, I wish I was there for that. That was a great movie. And Natalie Portman and Jude Law. We saw them get into a car and we're like, ah, oh, cool, let's go. Well, they were they were fucking. <laughs> Everyone in that movie's fucking. I'm a fucking caveman. Okay. Did you come? I haven't seen that movie since the theater. Closer's like, a great good. comedy. It was good. Closer's a hilarious. I love Closer. Yeah. That's a funny movie. I have a thing yeah. with Natalie Portman where I do like her, but I think she's a terrible actress most of the time. I don't like her at all. I think there's something... I used to love her. Yeah. But I think now I'm just like... There's something about her. She's just awful. I just don't like her. I think she was a good kid actor. Like in, in Heat. Sure. Heat and Leon. Yeah. Those are, she's good in those. But she's barely... In heat, she barely registers. So yeah, she's but like, eh, she's just the, you know whatever. She's there to be a catalyst for Al Pacino to go. Oh, you're not going. You're not that. Not tonight, baby. He's slapping the shit out of her. You know, you know what's funny is we're watching Big Sky, like I told you, and suddenly, um, Levine, Ted Levine shows up. Oh shit! And I saw him. I was like, but he looks, he looks old now. And I went, is that the guy from, is that Ted Levine from Heat? Also, Silence of the Lambs? Like, it's funny that I think Heat first and then go Silence of the Lambs. I haven't taken care of myself. Oh. She a big fat lady? (laughs) 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 Yeah, Heat is, yeah. Put the lotion on the skin or else it gets the hose again. I'd fuck me so hard. Yes. Genius. <laughs> and I remember he got in ch- And actually, uh, I watched the Science of the Lambs uh, Criterion edition. I guess um, he and that actress were a thing for a while. The actress in the hole. Like, they actually went out for a long time. That'd be a they, difficult transition. They were a couple. They, they, <laughs> they basically fell in love on the set. Huh. Can you can you put me in a hole and call me a dirty <laughs> yeah. again? Yeah, I'll do uh. that for you, honey. He's great in uh, Big Sky, though. The, the, the show... He's, good. He's a good actor. The show's okay. Awesome. Like, I won't say watch it. I'll just say, if you're into that, go ahead. This I w- is the one with uh, people dying left and right. Yeah. they. The Ryan Philby gets shot in the head in the opening yeah. episode, and then yes. nobody... like. Uh, oh, John Carroll Lynch did die. Yes. In episode, like, eight, his wife kills him with a hammer. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'll watch that. Shit. She beats the shit out of him with a hammer and just walks out. And then the show changes gears and tells a different story. I'm like, what the fuck? It's weird. Interesting. Is this a, this is a Netflix show? No, it's ABC, but it's on Hulu. Oh, it's ABC. It's ABC. Oh, wow. It's on Hulu. It's not... It's only 16 episodes the first season. You know, it reminds me of uh, The Following. The Ke- so this the is a Bacon network show. show, then? Yeah. And it's probably it's a, beyond... It's, in like this month this yeah it's coming up uh, soon but it's a david e kelly show who did oh, a show okay. i've never fucking watched the big right yeah pretty yeah, big yeah. Li- whatever the fuck it's called something Mrs. liars michelle pfeiffer mr michelle pfeiffer he's white gold no he's married to michelle pfeiffer <laughs> yeah who's white gold white gold <laughs> yeah all right so let's get to world trade center um 
I saw this movie probably, I don't know, eight years ago, nine years ago, somewhere around there. And I was like, right. fuck it, I'll watch it. I did this thing where I started watching all these bad Nick Cage movies, like Sources of <laughs> The hell? The hell you say? And so I watched this, and I was like, oh, it was way better than I thought it'd be. And I liked yes. it. And I still I watched it again today, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's good. I like it. Yeah, but it's like, it feels too early. Like, five years after seems way too early for this, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what threw me off when it first came out. I was just like, that's why I was kind of like, I don't like when they do when you do a movie about something like that, like, like even the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood story, like you take an event that's horrible and you make a movie out of it. I just can't get behind that. It just cheapens it. I don't know. It, I, there has to be like a hundred years separated between the two. I don't know before you make a movie about it. Yeah, or you say all the proceeds of this movie are being donated to the victims' fund. Something. Yeah, it's just yeah, you can't. Uh, I don't know. So Paramount know, Grant is a true story, and I guess yes, that's that's good. It's a true story because it was like a really nice, you know, it's a great story about these two guys surviving. But still, it's just like eh, I just, you know, it's Nick Cage and Michael Pena. They're actors. They're not the real people. This isn't real. Yeah, it's. I think a documentary from Oliver Stone would have sufficed. I think that's yes. the route he should have went with. And, but, but, and this is where I say but, and I don't often defend Oliver Stone. I do like s- some of his movies, but I do have my issues with them. One of them being factual stories. He he just can't do it. This one is probably the closest. Yeah, because it's real simple. But I'm just glad he didn't do a. These are the facts of 9-11 and start to go into like how, who did this? So how are we going to solve right. it? This is what Bush is doing. Like they have someone playing Bush, like James Brolin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and then, and they tie it in with the W movie, which is, that's a movie I got a fucking problem with, but well, he did that one too, didn't he? Did yeah. That's what I'm w? saying. Yeah. So that's, that was his follow up was, yeah. was W. That was two that's years right. later, I think. But that's so right. that's where I'm right. saying I have issues with Oliver Stone. He just does yeah. whatever the fuck doesn't care about the truth. Yeah. Um, but this one, I'm, I'm glad he didn't go that route. That, and that seems like an easier route. Instead, he just told a very personal story about these two guys who get trapped in the rubble. All of their friends die. And it's just them and their family. And that's they go back and forth. And that's it. It's a, it's a super simple story. We can't even really talk about the plot. Because it's just them getting trapped in the building. And then we see the how, how the families have to deal with it. And then they cut back. And it's just, that's it. That's really it. And then they get out. End of story. So I'm, I'm glad he kept it that simple and grounded. Yeah. And that's what made it feel less uh, less ex- exploitative. You know, he's not capitalizing on, on the 9-11 hysteria. He's right, just saying, yeah. here's a simple story with these two guys that was true. Does that make sense? Yeah. And again, it's like, w- would you watch um, United ninety three again? Or I've never seen it. I, I don't want. I don't want to watch it again. Again, because I don't want to. It's again. It's it's too fresh and it's real story and like, eh. and they're not alive, so you know none of that really happened the way it right, did. Yeah. Um. So it's hard to hard to get aboard with that. That what. Yeah, Paul Greengrass there with his movie. Seems like he did the Oliver Stone route, which is just, here's a movie about this, and, and uh, you know what I mean? This is, yeah. it's about 9-11 stuff, so that'll, that'll really sell. I don't know, it just feels like, uh, I keep wanting to blame this movie for that, of just trying to pander to 9-11 hysteria, but it's, it's really not. That's why I put it off for so long, watching it. Yeah. The problem with the movie, though, is exactly what I just said. It's just cutting back between these two guys talking about their families and then seeing those families. Right. They don't talk about anything else. They they have a couple of little fantasy sequences where they uh, Miguel, uh, Michael Pena sees Jesus and then uh, Nick Cage talks to his wife, Maria Bello. Yeah, Maria Bello. Remember her? Yeah. She's a staple of the early aughts. Oh yeah, she's she's pretty. 
She was in a bunch of movies in the aughts, and then she just disappeared forever. There was a bunch of those actresses back then. Well, I mean, she's like Nancy Travis of the of the aughts. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, Nancy Travis was 94, like the early 90s, and she disappeared. And she was replaced by um, Rachel Lee Cook. And then she was replaced by Maria Bello. And then Maggie Gyllenhaal for a minute was kind of doing the Maria uh. Bello thing. And now we have, who would be the, the modern day equivalent of Maria Bello right now? Oh, hmm. um, Rebecca Ferguson. Yes, Rebecca Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson is in everything right now. She will be gone and buried in two years. And here's the we'll thing with that, en- that entire list, sub uh, Nancy Travis, they're all really good actresses. Yeah. Like, they're all solid. Nancy Travis, eh. You know, she's fine. Yeah, she's fine. She's, she's a sitcom service. actress. She needs to be yeah. on sitcoms, yeah. and and she's in So I Made Her an Axe Murderer and stuff like that. I think, right? Exactly. She's in that movie, right? Yeah. 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 That's her. But yeah, it's Annie McDowell too. Before Nancy Travis. Right. Yeah. She, she, she was, was in little, everything for a minute there. Yeah, and then vanished. And now, oh, she's in a she. No, she recently appeared in that great movie. Uh, ready or not? Oh yeah. Ready or not? She's great. Yeah, in that. she's great in that. Yeah. She gets her head beat in with a box. It's yeah. great. <laughs> that movie's a lot of fun if you haven't watched it. Not sorry if I spoiled something, but you know what's going to happen when you watch it, so you're not it's, caught off guard. It's a great, great movie. But there are some hilarious things that do catch you off guard in that movie. One of the daughters no. keeps killing all the staff on accident. <laughs> that movie's great. Um, anyway, uh. But it's just so simple that it's it's over two hours. It's two hours and eight minutes. And I watched it all this morning at 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, we're almost done, right? An hour, there's over an hour left. Oh, no. Because the building collapses like minute 40. Oh, no. Does it really? I, I don't remember. Maybe, maybe I, I, earlier. I feel like it was about half an hour in, maybe, or less. Yeah, it could not. be. But I will say this. Um, two thoughts about the look of the movie. When they're all getting ready and, and they're going in, because basically the, they're, the movie starts off with Nick Cage. He's leading his uh, the Port Authority, the, the cops department of that. And he's like giving out the assignments. And all these rookies, like Michael Pena and his, his buddies in a bunch of movies, and a lot of character actors that you know. John Bernthal is one of them. Um, it's, it's his first movie. Is it? Yeah, it says right here, John Berthold's first movie. Yep. He's good in this movie. He's barely in it, but he's got a yeah. couple scenes, and yeah, you could tell he's gonna. He, he's better than most of the people he's in there with. Well, and I guess um, one of the actor, uh, the Marines that come back, I guess they come. Um, Michael Shannon's one of them, and the other guy, Ethan from Lost. Re- yeah, well, I guess in real life, the guy was a black guy. Oh. Who, came, who came back, and because no one knew at the time. Because he just kind of he disappeared. He never, no one knew what happened to that guy. It came out. It, it, matter of fact, the guy was a black guy, and I guess they found him. And he says, "Ah, oh, no." He goes, "I'm not mad." He said, "They're trying to tell a good, positive story about it, so I'm all for it." He wasn't upset. Yeah, about it. And, and that's kind of going back to my last, my, my the previous segment we did, which is the movie tries its best to like honor these men because they are. Especially with Steven Dorff's character. He's going, yeah. we're going to fucking die here. Like, let's get out of here. And the guys are like, no, yeah. we need to finish this. Like, let's... And Michael Pena's character is even like, cut off my leg if it saves his life. Yeah. And they're like... They show both sides of that, which is like, I don't want to fucking die here, but this no. is, we need to do this because it's the right thing to do. That's what Nick Cage oh, says yeah. later. And, and this fucking happened, and I'm watching, I'm like... It's so crazy to me that these guys would do this because they're on a pile of rubble that can collapse at any minute, and they're all just standing there carrying a dude out. I'm like, fucking, like, it's intense. It, it is. Like, if you put yourselves in this, if you're willing to sit by in this movie and watch it for what it is and, and realize this is true, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's sad to say I don't think there's people like that anymore left. Yeah. That would do that nowadays. Everyone's so fucking selfish and spoiled. They'd be so bored. You're not going to fuck. No, I'm talking about the people who would save your life and try to help you. Oh. I don't think those people exist anymore because they're just all these, all the new kids, like half of them are shit. The other half are too stupid and the other half are just fucking selfish. Yeah. It, it's a different breed of person and, and yeah. a special breed of person that would actually do this. And I mean, even, uh, 
Michael Shannon's character flies in from from Connecticut and and just goes, "I'm going right. to help these people. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got to do it. It's the right thing to do. I got to do it." You know. And yeah. he went and enlisted and did two tours in Afghanistan. Yeah. Oh. It's fucking crazy. I expected to show he died, and I was like, "Oh, good, <laughs> he didn't die." No, he didn't die. He lived. <laughs> yeah. Unless, yeah. But the pro- the real problem though, is that smoke inhalation or the the after effects of because those people are dying today, and they've yeah. been dying since then. And fucking government, of course, was going to take that money away from them because oh, it's just too much. We we're spending too much to help them with their medical bills. Like you, you guys pay that forever, asshole. Yeah, that's what the taxes are good for. Like that's what I want my taxes to go to. Not that's... fucking studying the fucking of uh, uh, some nutcase drawn. Uh, uh, oh, I'm going to draw the the birth of Jesus out of shit. So give me a government grant for yeah. that. But let's 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 not pay the medical bills of these fucking heroes. These fucking, fucking heroes. Assholes. Yeah, like I mean, it's unbelievable. Like I get that it's cops saving cops, but they're also yeah. trying this. And when you see the stats at the end of the movie, you're like, fuck. How, like twenty people were pulled out. That was it. Out of three thousand, whatever you know, thirty five hundred people, I mean, they were dead. I mean, there's nothing you can do there. It's fucking. Then you get twenty, and they spent like around the clock trying to yeah. trying to find people and, and risking their lives. And mm. I'm sure some of those guys died too, like trying, you know, while trying to rescue. Well, well a bunch of them did. Yeah, no, a lot of them. I mean, it's just fuck. That's why I never forget. And oh, we forgot because look what just happened now. It was fucking unbelievable. Oh, I could tell we forgot because it's the twentieth anniversary. And other yeah. than CNN running nonstop bullshit. It's. I haven't heard anyone really mention it. Well, it's a Saturday. That's why. If this was a weekday, you'd see it all over the place. It's fucking crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, it'll be all, it'll be all over football tomorrow. Oh, definitely. Football will be all nine eleven out. And I'm fine with that. I really have no yeah. problem with it. If it's... Well, that's what Lewis Black said, he goes, "Oh, after nine eleven, when football came back, he goes, I was tired. I was tired of freedom. I pined <laughs> to be a slave. Yeah." Oh, you're so sick of freedom. Well, I have a problem with when they play the national anthem before every game. Why? I don't know what that has yeah, to do with any of this. But, yeah. you know, the, t- the anniversary of 9-11, I, I kind of get it at that point. No, that's fine. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it'd be good. Um, but, yeah. I, I'm not a flag-raving, woo American. Like, ah, America's a bit. No, we're okay. We're like, you know, seventh or eighth best country to live in. We're the best. Now we're probably the best country to live in because shit. Even the the poorest among us eat like kings. Look at. Do you see a a poor fat uh, a poor skinny person? No, nope. they're all fat here. This ain't Croatia. I only do because there's all the drugs. Well, no, that's why we have our, our poor homeless people are all drug addicts. Yeah, who just smoke all day and do drugs. I ran into some the other day. They go, "Hey, man." You know where I can get some methadone? <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, no. Hey, man, that was sorry. in Florida, to be fair, you said. No, no, that was here in Minnesota. Oh, that was there. No, no, Florida, just they're all stupid. I don't think they're... They, they couldn't pronounce methadone there. No, I think that. You got that? I got funny juice? I need my funny juice. I need some meth light. <laughs> methadone. I said, well, the juice bar used to be downtown, but I don't know where it is now, because they closed it down. Because they used to leave their syringes everywhere, so they kind of shut it over. And it was by a neighborhood. So they said that was probably a bad idea to have the <laughs> methadone. All the kids addicts. walking in needles. Yeah, probably a bad idea to have that over there by a neighborhood. Yeah. Might Fucking be. Idiots. I hate this world so much. This movie has a 5.9 on IMDb. Yeah, I'm sure I saw that. Well, I think the problem was this is, again, it's a cable movie at best. It's like a lifetime movie. It's kind of schmaltzy. I think it's not if it was. I mean, because Oliver Stone, at least he tries to do it clinically, but I think there's a little Ooh. bit of schmaltz there. Commentary by director Oliver Stone. Oh my god! Commentary by Will Jimeno, Scott Strauss, John Bushing, and Patty McGee. That sounds like a, a miserable nightmare. <laughs> that would be awful. Is that the, the real, real people? Oh my! I god. don't want to listen to that. So okay, right here, you see Nick Cage. He's he's laying down. Well, really, I was on a piece of broken glass the whole time. Yeah. And that's never shown in the, in the movie. I had rebar up my ass. <laughs> it, was, it was really painful. They cut that out. I don't know why. They cut, you know, I mean, I get it. I Nick said, Oliver, it was in my ass. Nick said no. <laughs> yeah, well, luckily, luckily, he's not on the commentary. 
Cause oh, that would be so awesome if he was though. <laughs> I hope he has I this voice. Say, I was uh, I was uh, I was buried under the rock. So to prepare for the character of this character, I had to, I buried myself in concrete for six days. And Patrick, put, put my wife at the time, Patricia Arquette, got me out, and then she divorced me. I did think it was nice. I know what you mean by cable movie because it does have that feel. Yeah, the way it plods along at the beginning, but and part of that reason is because he didn't want to show the planes hit the building. Yeah, because it was five years after he didn't want to show that, so that's what gives it that cable feel. Because they're just like, and you see the shadow, and you hear like, and the characters are like, "What's going on? What's going?" And John Bernthal almost says the f word, but Nick Cage already used it, so he can't. Um, you got that one F. Yeah. You get. Oh, he said it PG-13. later. But, yeah. No. But uh, John Bernthal, what the? F- what was that? <laughs> if it's not sexual. Yeah. If it's sexual, it's an R no. rating. If it's a non-sexual fuck, it is a completely PG thirteen one and done. That's it. And it wasn't for the swearing. This movie get a PG. Yeah, um, I think that's what it is. But uh, you know what I mean? They didn't show the planes. That's kind of the TV feel, where it's just like they're reacting to something we're not seeing. And that's done out of like respect almost, or like we don't we don't want to watch the you don't need to see it you saw it ten thousand times on repeat in the news you don't need to watch it in this movie we know what that's happened scary. the it hit the building and I like the the part where they're trying to figure out what's going on they're like and the guy the older cop is just like. Must have been like a crop duster. Didn't know how to blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he's like, eh, it didn't hit. It, no, it wasn't a commercial airliner. Like, that's an accident. And then they hear the second that's one. Fine. You remember? Well, I remember that day. Uh, yeah. I was in bed. And it was 6 o'clock on the West Coast. And it was the, it was the first day of uh, junior college. So I was 19. Oh, wow. And I remember getting out. My dad woke me up. He said, a plane crashed in the World Trade Center. I said, really? A pl- like a Cessna? Like I, I said the same thing. I said it must have been a Cessna or something. And then I watched, and the second plane hit. I saw that live, and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah. that's not good." No, I, I was in French class because it was you know, I'm on the wow. East Coast. Yeah. And we were sitting there, and then we hear in the announcement, "Turn on your news. Classes are canceled." And everyone turns hey, on all the right. news. Everybody, everyone yay. turns on the news, and we're sitting there. We sat in that one class the whole day instead of like going the yeah. next, you know. Well, sure, and they yeah. turned the news, and I was like, "What? What happened?" And we were watching, it and, and suddenly during the news feed, you see that second plane. I'm like, "Holy shit!" It's like, "Should we be yeah. watching this?" That, yeah, I remember, I remember that. And, and like toward the end of the day, or like a few hours later, the buildings collapse, and we're just like, "Hold!" On. I'm like, "You know, I was That's 17. Cool. I had no idea how to handle that information." Yeah, I remember having two separate thoughts. This is fucked up, and that's a genius idea. Sure, yeah. I mean, who would have thought that? Yeah. Would, that I mean, it is a genius idea. And that's morbid, but that was how my 17-year-old brain handled that. And I was like, fuck, that's a... Like, if you're a terrorist, that's a great idea. Well, absolutely. But don't... Obviously, Wait. don't fucking do that, but... Yeah, well, now, now forever TSA ruined airport travel forever. Made it a fucking pain in the ass forever. And they still hasn't, hasn't really done anything to prevent anything. It was just dumb luck. Because remember the underwear bomber? That guy got through TSA no problem. He just The bomb didn't go off because he was a dumb shit. The city of New York absolutely prohibited the recreation of 9-11 destruction or chaos on location. The filmmakers were not even allowed to film actors looking upward toward where the towers would be. Wow. The drive of the officers up to the site was permitted to be filmed, but all scenes depicting events or near the World Trade Center were filmed in Los Angeles. Damn. Crazy. Uh, there's a, so much, so many facts in this. I'm not going to go over them, but you know, most of it's going to be the real person, you know. But United 93, I'll never watch. Flight 93 looks like a TV movie. Oh, this looks awful. This looks like a Stephen King Langoliers thing. Look at this. A and E movie. Ooh. 2006 also. Oh my god! Yeah, that yeah. looks bad. Who's in this? That's not the Paul Greengrass movie because that was what two thousand nine. Oh, I just closed it. Um, oh, that's two thousand six. Also, was it two thousand six? Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, it was it's... the year of the of the nine eleven movie. Guess so. 
just like uh, Armageddon and um, Three uh, Deep of them. Impact. It's crazy. Um, again, this is going to be a short episode because we, uh, we can't really discuss the movie that much because it's real simple. Um, I thought some of the scenes of the rubbish or the, the rubble, I almost said carnage and rubble, so it was rubbish. Um, rubbish, eh? Hello, rubbish. It looked bad, some of it, and some of it looked really good. It was r- real hit or miss with the footage. The most yeah. effective shot in the movie for me was all we see is that because they're in a lobby, the building starts to collapse. Nick Cage tells them in slow motion to run to the elevator shaft. They go in there, it falls down, some of them die. Um, and the building collapses. And he's sitting there, he's like, I see light 20 feet up or so. He's like, Should I go up there? And, and uh, Michael Penny is like, Do not leave us. Like, come on, you're going to stay here. And you think it's like, Oh, there's light, therefore we're right there, we're good. And then the camera pulls out and goes over the wreckage, and you're like, Oh, they're never going to be found. Because <laughs> you realize it's in the middle of this just like massive yeah. pile of rubble. Yeah. I thought that shot was effective, but some of those shots on the outside of the building of the rubble just looked awful. Now, are these guys still alive today? I don't know. I do not know. Should look that up, maybe. Should now. Hold on. Let me see. I don't want to go down that sad rabbit hole. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to double check this um, World Trade Center movie. And when you called these guys heroes earlier, and, and I agree. This is why I get pissed when people call like uh, football players heroes. Well, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a li- not, I get yeah. a little fucking angry when sports sports stars are heroes. Heroes don't need to get paid millions of dollars to go be what they are. Yeah, it, it, I mean, if a kid looks up to you, that's fine. You're not a hero still. You're just an uh, an idol to that kid. Yeah, but a hero, I don't know. I see that more like sacrificing yourself for someone else, a hero, than than just hitting a baseball. But whatever, wow. it's just me. Are they, so, oh no. Well, no. I said uh, uh, Stanley Paramount is the uh, one of eighteen people that survived the uh, plane's impact zone with above or within. Only eighteen people survived that hit. And he was, I guess, la- the last one, or? What does that mean? He was only one of 18 to survive. So that shows you that, oh, okay. So, like, on the floor that it hit? Yeah. Okay. Well, here, it's, uh, I never heard that one before. No. Uh, you remember when Steve Wren is easy from the league said that he was in the building? And then had to backtrack all that? When yeah, he admitted that he lied asshole. about it? Yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah. You don't you don't make fun of, you don't make up shit like that. No. What a fucking idiot. Oh, they had uh, t- um they had a brand new story about the guy, so he's still around. Oh good. The t- Tom Canavan buried alive at the World Trade Center site. Uh he was forty seventh floor of the North Tower. On a conference call in his boss's office when the airline hit, Canavan's colleagues from First Union, a brokerage firm. I oh, know that wasn't him. <laughs> nah, they were just working. They were they weren't the cops or the they just they were just there. Oh, the real guy was in the movie. He plays a port authority officer. The guy that the Michael oh, Pena is playing. That's good. Yeah, it's basically these two guys trying to survive. I thought the one guy was going to shoot himself in the head, but no, he fired a gun off in the air and then died. Oh. Um, and then the gun went off when it got too heated down below. The gun started going oh, off. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, you're basically just watching two people suffer for uh, two hours. Yeah. And, th- <laughs> and that is a bummer. But also, it says in the beginning, based on a book by, or based on the real life events of these two guys, so you know they're going to live. So you're not like sitting there waiting for them to die. Yeah. And that's kind of uplifting, I guess. Um, this is a star studded movie. Like it, it's so many, it reminds me of a war movie. Cause a lot of war movies just have a bunch of people who show up for a scene like Ted Danson and you know, 
uh, all the thin red line has like 50 people show up for a scene and then they're out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it reminds me of this where it takes me a second to recognize them. So I'm like, who's this guy? And he, I was like, he looks so familiar. Oh, it's Steven Dorff. It took me a while to recognize him. Oh, wow. Steven Dorff was there. Yeah. He's the one that pulls out, uh, pulls everyone out. Okay. He goes down below. You haven't seen this since the theater, have you? No, I have not. <laughs> yeah. It's long time since yeah. I've seen this movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's just one that you don't revisit. It's just like you know what? Okay, I saw it once, and I never see it again. And I'm kind of like, I don't know. It's like I get. I mean, it, it's important, but at the same time, it's like I can't separate myself from like the real the reality of it and people making a movie out of it. Yeah, it's a a big part of the problem for the movie for me. If I had to say, is I don't feel any sympathy. It, with the movie language of cinema, I don't feel sympathy for the two characters trapped in the rubble. Yeah. I feel bad. Obviously I feel bad because of the circumstances they're in and they're trying to save people. Obviously I get that, but the problem yeah. is the movie focuses all the sympathy on the wives. Like, uh, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal is pregnant and she's freaking the fuck out, obviously. And she's right. not handling it well. And her family's super supportive and they're trying to take care of her, but she's, she's going to freak out. And Maria Bello has all these kids, and the house isn't finished, and yada yada yada. Right. And you watch her, and she like she feels like she's been disconnected from her husband for a while, so she's got some regrets there. And you get that, but the problem is all that comes from the side characters, not the people trapped in the rubble. And yeah. kind of takes me away from the point of the movie a little bit. In this one, if I remember correctly, did Maria Bello have like a really bad Boston accent? No. Is she trying to do that? The like, oh Bobby, gotta work, gotta get Bobby back. No, no, she's fine. Like Diane, oh. Diane Lane and that awful last, uh, the, the storm movie. Ugh. Maria Bello the has a, a little storm, bit of that. Yeah. Perfect Storm's good. No, not Perfect Storm. I, no, I'm, I was thinking of uh, the Ice Storm. Ice Storm's good. <laughs> yeah, Ice Storm. No, I'm talking about Perfect <laughs> yeah, Storm. Yeah, Perfect Storm. George yeah, Clooney. That is something. That movie sucks. That's another movie that is similar to this, where it's all the husbands in danger, all the and it cuts back to all the wives, yeah. and they're trying to deal yeah. with it. It's it's yeah. very similar. That movie yeah. sucks, though. That movie sucks. I saw that in the theater, and I was fucking angry because it yeah, just like capsizes, and it was like credits. I'm like, fuck you, like that's a that's what I was talking about, where you know these guys live in in World Trade Center. Yeah. So, but when you're watching that movie, you're like, come on, and they fucking all die, and you're like, fuck you, then. Yeah, it's made me mad because you're wallowing in misery there with without that relief of oh they got out you know what I mean yeah at least they got out you know nope they're they're all that one just you see the boat in the distance going yeah it's like oh my god it might as well been a tub toy like a little kid plump and just goes below the water fucking depressing come on Wolfgang 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 Peterson. I want to do the movie about the man who died in the boats. My second boat movie. No, no, again, yeah. <laughs> I want to do I it do again. That, just, I do that just, again. It's one fun bar. Just sadder, you know. It's very sad. Why do I sound like uh, Werner Herzog? I don't know. No. <laughs> I did not have a knife in the gulag. <laughs> but alas, the men were not there to survive. And just like Your American prison would be like a retirement home. <laughs> uh, right. I want to play a little bit of a uh, Nick Cage's accent here. Oh, oh, because he, he has a Boston accent, doesn't he? It's kind of Boston slash New York. Three gets. Nine. And if you notice, this guy is in different Nick Cage movies. Um, Post one. Palavito. Sarge. Three. Hold on. Nice job on Friday. Thanks. Sarge. Zulo. Sarge. Six. This guy is in the Sarge. National Treasure movies. Three five. Case of this guy here, yeah. He's in the oh National God. Treasure movies. Oh wow. Nine. Nick Case looks old in this movie. Inspector is that makeup or was that just him? Listen up. Be on the lookout for this girl. Zoe Cowley. This guy shows up later, like when they get back, and he's covered in blood, and he's they're oh. just like, oh, there's not many people with him. And the guys just realize that. And that's what a lot of this movie is made up of, of bystanders watching this and commenting on it. And that I find yeah. that more effective. 
because it's just like, oh, and they're all kind of just going, this is fucked. Right, yeah. Because that's what we felt like watching 9-11 stuff. We right, weren't yeah. a part of it, so you're just going, what's... Go-? And it's all, like, speculative. Yeah. And it's all, like, people talking about, like, oh, the John Berthold shows up, and he's like, a fucking plane hit the Pentagon. They blew up the Pentagon, like, some bombs or something, but they didn't, he didn't really know the full facts. And right, that's what yeah. a lot of this felt like in real time when this is going on. Well, I, yeah, and months or weeks into it, they still didn't know. Yeah. And they're still trying to figure everything out. Um, and you got you got these assholes who have their fucking conspiracy theories, and he's like, "Oh, shut up! No conspiracy theories, Jesus Christ! Just let it be sad. It's fine. Just, just yeah, it's just like there's no no nobody. Only your government wouldn't do that to their own people. It wasn't like that. Yeah. So just to go to blood for oil. Bush is evil. You know." Just people, there's bad people out there. They do bad things, and then you gotta, you know, it's just like what Bill Murray said. Sometimes shit happens. No one knows who to turn to, and who are you gonna call? Just message too. Yeah, the, he's right. And at worst, I think what happened is they ignored the obvious signs that it was was gonna happen. Right. Yeah. And that's uh, about as deep in the conspiracy things as I get. Yeah. Here's where well, I. It's, Oh, go ahead. Like what Alan Moore said, or Alan, yeah, Alan Moore. He goes, "I think there's no such thing as conspiracy theory. We're all rudderless. Mankind is there's no giant plan for things. Just people do shit and they cash in on it, or they don't, or whatever. I mean that that's you know no nobody care. I mean it, there is no grand scheme to shit. My camera turned off. Oh my god, they're in. They know. They know. Loose change." Get out of here! That was weird. Uh-oh. I don't know what the fuck just happened. You it, know who did that? Both my audio and my video went off there. You know why? A little problem. A little, a little uh, egomaniac. Um, Oliver Stone, Lee Martin. No, Lee Martin. He, he heard you. He answered the siren's call. He's coming for you, baby. That's all right. All right. Um, here's my rankings for this movie. Here's where this falls. Yeah, where would this be on that? Oh, wow, look at that. I'm putting it up there because Nick Cage has a lot of bad movies. Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> so on number 14 in my quality of Cage, or quality movie. Wow. Put number 11 in my quality of Cage. He's good in this. Yeah. He, he doesn't get a, whole, a chance to do a whole lot. What is a subdued cage? This is yeah. a pig cage, you know. It's it's a it's a little character moment. He doesn't. It's hard yeah. to describe Cage in this movie. He's just he plays a real life dude who's not a quirky Cage character. So yeah, he's just there. You know, he does a good job, but he wasn't. He didn't scream too much. Only when it was appropriate. Yeah, he did a good job. I. Yeah, I put it number 11 on the quality of Cage. A little bit higher than the movie itself. Yeah. I'm not going to defend it that much. I can move it around later. I don't know. Let's get out of here, right? Yeah, let's do it. We're done describing this movie. Let's go get let's get uh, dressed up and liquored up for Carl uh, for Jan- Jansen's birthday. Today is Jansen's birthday. He's 30. Fucker, 30? Fucker just hit 30. Oh my god. As we're like looking 40. as we're looking at 40, he's looking at he just turned 30. Oh my god, he looks terrible. <laughs> he needs to start taking those multivitamins. Adam was 47 and he looked better. Man. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. All right. Um next time, I mean I said this last week as well, but next time should be Valley Girl 83 versus 2020. I might not be available for that one. I'm not sure. Just yet. fucking do it. I try. I don't have them. I got to watch them on the stupid uh, imaginary drive with things on it. Yeah. That I have to watch. I'm so fucked. I can't, I can't do it. I don't know. Well, we'll see. I'll try. I think it'll be fun. If I don't make it. I have a feeling I'm here next week by myself because Jansen's probably. dropped out like three weeks, three, four weeks in a row now. Yeah. Well, he did watch Leaving Las Vegas. He just didn't. Yeah, I had to delay show. it because I was sick. He, he did watch it, so, I mean. I can ask him about that next time. 
uh, if he shows up. And then after we after that is Snake Eyes versus Looking Glass. Well, that's more fun. And then Prisoners of the Ghost Land, if I could find a copy of it. Oh my God. So what's find... Looking Glass? So I've never heard of this. It's him and uh, what is her fucking name? Um, is this a new movie? 2018. Oh my god! I tried to do some that are like twenty years apart, so Snake Eyes '98, Looking Glass '2018. But oh, it's wow. him okay. and Robin Tunney, and they they own a, they just bought a hotel, and they're gonna run it, and they're trying and they start finding all this weird shit that the last owner had, like secret rooms in the back that with mirrors. Okay, I, I can get by on that one. It's a movie. That's all I'll say. You you saw it already? I saw, I've seen yeah I've seen every Nick Cage movie. I've seen everything. Oh, oh, good. Thank you. Thank you for that. It's 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 not good. Snake Eyes is way better. At least it has the Palma behind it. This is I don't oh, know. Snake Eyes f- is a good. Yeah, Snake Eyes is fun. I can't wait to rewatch Snake. You get Eyes. Gary Sinise and. Oh yeah, no, I'll definitely watch Snake Eyes. That is a coked out Nick Cage if there ever was one. Yeah, that might be that might be another stage of Cage. Snake Eye Cage. I think Snake Eyes is his wildest movie his wildest performance because well, it's next to face off no face off he's actually subdued compared to snake eyes snake eyes he's screaming like a lunatic because he's supposed to be coked out well in the first 20 minutes of yeah. face off he's he's coked out snake he's screaming and, and yeah and then he's trying to solve a mystery hallelujah and you got that guy, box, the boxer dude, who's supposed to yeah. throw it, and, and it's just a fucking nightmare. And you got what's her name, who I would totally still bang. Um, oh, Carla Gugino. Yeah, Carla Gugino. Oh, oh my god, I, I wanted that. I, oh my god, she's <sighs> my top five. She's so great. Yeah. Even today, I don't care. She's the reason you, you need to watch uh, Sin City. That's oh, it. I've I, I've seen Sin City. <laughs> Oh, absolutely, yes. She's the only reason you need to watch Sin City. Well, no, Sin City 2 is even even better. Even, even green. green. Yeah, but... New to that whole movie. I don't think it's better, but it is... Yeah. It's close. It's even close. Even Green's my top five, too. Yeah, yeah. She's in there. And, and plus, Andy, or, uh, Mickey Rourke is in my top five, too, so... Mickey Rourke, absolutely, yeah. 100%. I want him with the bandages. Now, that's a man, the- absolutely. He'll hit abroad. I'll hit abroad, but also I'll, hit, I'll, I'll fucking talk shit on the director because he's an asshole and fuck you. And I hate my career because I destroy, I self-destruct every five years. Wait, you could have got out the whole time? Why didn't you then? When he's in yeah. the chair and he just throws the ropes loose. Uh, I wanted to hear a plan first. Well, he, as he would say, <laughs> You ever see Angel Heart? No. Watch Angel Heart. I finally, like, I've heard about it for years. I finally sat down to actually watch it. It's fucking good. It's it's fucking dark. It's a dark fucking movie. Is that him and De Niro? Yeah. Is that Barry it's Levinson? Dark. No, it's some some other guy. Oh, really? I, it's uh, Alan Pacular. I can't remember. Oh. Uh, it's it's a, a director that like does random artsy movies and then disappears and does what he pops up every now and then. So he sounds like he lives in the African jungles and makes yes, movies. Hurricane. And hurricane. The eye of a hurricane. The eye of a no, hurricane. No, it's, it's much, yeah, no, it, it, watch Angel Heart. It's, it's, it's good. It's Andy, like, or Mickey, shit. I can't want to say Andy Rourke. Mickey Rourke plays the devil, right? Or De Niro plays the devil. De Niro is the devil, and that's all I'm going to say. Okay. It's the, li- the, le- you can probably figure it out within like 20 minutes, but. Yeah. It's fucking dark. <laughs> okay, I'll check it, it out. So dark. There's certain movies I want to watch that I'm just like, it could be terrible. Like, um, King of New York, Christopher Walken, King of New York. Love it. King of New York. Um, great. To Live and Die in L.A. William Freakins. I haven't watched that one yet either. Yeah. That and then uh, Angel Heart. Those yeah. three movies, I'm like, I think I would like them, but what if I hate it? I'll just no, keep King, that as a mystery in my head. King, King of New York is so different but it's awesome and Lawrence Fishburne is fucking great and he's just he's a madman he's nuts he's just a crazy like goofy gangster but like he's dangerous and he's insane like he runs then, a, a bird thing on top of a building like he does in yes fucking, yeah no, this is like a psychotic 
like street thug that would be like this would be what a street thug would be like. He's just nuts. He's just crazy. And then at, uh, the best part is when David Car- or David um, Alan Greer. His- no, no, no. Uh, the redhead from NYPD. Oh, okay. David Russ. David Caruso. David Caruso. Huh. Fucking David Caruso gets his head blown off by Christopher Walken. Oh, nice. With a fucking sawed-off shotgun. Beautiful. We are watching a David Caruso movie on this show, Nick Cage oh my cast God. on Kiss of Death. Kiss of Death on 101721. Oh my god, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. It's the Jack Nick Cage. You got an Jackalus Cage. Yourself? You got an acronym for your girl? So mine's balls. <laughs> oh, Badass shit. son of a sailor. Something like that. There's no so L there. Whatever, it's something stupid. <laughs> I put two S's instead of two L's. It's something stupid. Oh, yeah, I don't remember that movie that well. I have to watch that again. Yeah, it's been a long time. I remember Ving Rhames is in it. Yeah, and Samuel Jackson. But Sam I Jackson's but I went back and rewatched. I watched all the Cage movies I hadn't seen. I didn't rewatch the movies I haven't seen in a long time. So Kiss of Death is kind of blank in my mind. Mm. Um, but yeah, World Trade Center. I gave you a seven. Yeah, seven. Solid, yeah. I don't know why it has a, less than a six on IMDb. I don't... What were you expecting? I I think it's people who were just like, this is sad, therefore no. Like, Jansen and Adam would be. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I don't know. It's just, again, it's like, I don't know... Because, again, it, it's Hollywood, so it, are they doing it for the Oscar, even though they never got nominated for anything? And, like, is it is it was it this sort of callous reasoning to make it, or was there a, a reasoning to make it they wanted to, to sort of show reverence? But at the same time, it's like you didn't give any of the money to the people. They might have. I just didn't Maybe? see that. I, I think know. Paramount didn't give a fuck. Oliver Stone no. cared. Maybe, yeah. Oliver Stone does stuff for free all the fucking time. All his weird, like, I'm going to go interview Castro. He's not making right. m- much money off that. Like, I think he, because otherwise he wouldn't have made those credits, like, very specific and long. Like, the ending is just like, this person, it's not like the normal Hollywood. Right. Uh, it's like, this is how many people, and it slowly pops up. This one, These guys were pulled out. Only 20 people were pulled out. These guys are number 18 and 19. And it's like, and it keeps going like specifics. So Oliver Stone gave a shit about this telling this story because you can tell yeah. when he watched the movie, he was respectful of everything. I don't think Paramount gave a shit though. No, why would they? Cor- corporate, yeah, corporate movie making is the worst thing ever. I just think it was way too early to make this movie. They should have waited five more years at least. Well, I, I think that's, but yeah, again, it's like you know, I, I don't, know. and again. United 93 came out the same year, so was it, oh my god, we can cash in on this. This is, you know... We waited five years. Good. Yeah. I mean, it's like, eh, it's I'll, I'll never cool. watch United 93. No. First of I all, I hate it. Paul Greengrass and the way he holds the camera. I can't fucking I hate stand his style it. style anyway. I can't. I've only seen the Born Identity movies. The, the what two are you talking did. about? What, what yeah, do you mean? oh my you god. Can't, can't watch a Paul Greengrass movie? Why? What's the point? See if... If you're listening on the podcast, you don't know what I'm doing. If you're watching it, a, you're throwing up violently into your a hat. Visual, a visual gag, yeah. Oh fuck, I'm busy. Yeah, I just I can't stand the look of his movies. I've only again I've only seen a couple of them, but they both like everyone I've watched of his. I'm like, ah, yeah, stop. It's like yeah. the first Batman movie that Nolan did, and you're like, back the fuck up, dude. And he yeah. realized that, and he, so the other two movies, he's more restrained. He did a little bit. His action got better as the movies progressed. Yeah. And even in Tenet, it's better. The action oh, way got better. better. Yeah. yeah. Um, other I than like that, Tenet. I thought Tenet was good. Tenet was good. I enjoyed Tenet. I need to buy that one. It's, it's okay. I didn't buy that yet. Inception's way better. It reminds me a lot of that. It's very Inception-y. Yeah. Let's get out of here, though, right? Yes. Bye. Be gone with you, Cage. Citizens of Wonderland, rejoice in the fact that we have covered another movie on the show. 
Go to liwstudios.com for more videos and podcasts. Subscribe to Loitering in Wonderland on YouTube. Search on Amazon for books by Richard Pierce. Until next time, and in the meantime, we are Phoenix West, Dick Dickett and Jansen Carlin. So long citizens. All hail our glorious leader. Shut off the fucking show now.